KIW iRadio 76 proudly presents the 515 Show with your host, John Sarver. Who's at the 515 door today? Well, this is always interesting, only because uh, we got to bump into this young man when we were at PRI, and, and it was just um, an enjoyable time for us. I mean, as as folks know, as our worldwide folks know, that we love pro stock. Absolutely, positively, upside down, backward, forward. It is our gig. And when you see all the photos and the life-size cutout of Ronnie Sox in the lobby and stuff like that, you probably get the hint that we love that era of pro stock. And it was an amazing thing for us to <laughs> run into. We, we see this Bob Glidden car, and we're going, okay, this got our interest. And then we bumped into this gentleman, and we had a great time. It is Mike Ruth from the Midwest Nostalgia Pro Stock Association. Hi, Mike. Hey, John, how you doing? Dandy, how are you? I couldn't be better. Great to be on your show. After following uh, Raleigh Miller and Brian Wolf, <laughs> I made it. Uh, that's very cool. So, and uh, thanks for the young man thing and gentleman. Uh, <laughs> so you're batting a thousand here. Thanks. Well, there you go. Uh, it's it's an amazing thing, only because you know, it's what we have seen in the last couple of years in drag racing, especially for the fans, that we're seeing a huge wave of nostalgia coming back and it's not because people don't doesn't like what's going on right now with the bigger classes and stuff or or, or you know funny car or whatever it's considered funny car right now but they see these cars and it was not only the golden era of of the era of drag racing but there's so many memories wrapped up in a lot of these cars and so many people identified with these cars it's no wonder that every time that you see groups like yourself go out somewhere, you pack the place where there's other um, uh, divisions that are, are sorely lacking. And, and it's an amazing thing, Mike. I mean, how long have you been with these guys? Um, well, they, uh, they started, Mark Pappas is the guy that started it in the Midwest um, at Great Lakes Dragway, mm-hmm. uh, probably around 2010. And I got hooked up with him shortly thereafter. I was his crew chief for several years and uh, decided, you know, I want one of these things. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, we've been uh, been doing it, I guess, you know, 12 years or so. Um, and it just seems to be growing and growing and growing. And, and you know, we're refining it every year. And um, it's it's a fun deal, i got to tell you. We, we, we're having more fun driving these things than probably the people in the stands are watching it. So, um I am. I, I feel just like you know. It's almost like a dream being able to do this. So, I mean, tell the folks, uh, Michael, exactly what car you have. I have a, a, a replica. It's not. I have to you know state this loud and clear because you'll get all kinds of mail. It is not an original Bob Glidden car. Bob never drove it. Bob never worked on it. Um, it was built in '79 as a pro stock, and it did race uh, out in Division Seven uh, in in pro stock for a couple of years. Um, then it went into the bracket, you know, deals and all that, and I got it and resurrected it back into a pro stock again uh, with, with Bob's permission. And um, actually the whole Glidden family um, has been just nothing but good to me. Uh, both uh, both Billy and Rusty signed the dash, and, and uh, Rusty actually comes out and helps us at some of the events. So that's uh, that, that's pretty cool. You know, Mike, what did it take for you to, to get it back to being a pro stock? Of that era, um, well, the car was uh, running a, a flying toilet on alcohol. It had a power <laughs> yeah, and um, it, it was rough. You know, it was it was pretty rough. But as a you know, I've been a chassis builder my whole life. So we, my crew chief and I, Dave Meyer, we we took the whole car apart and uh, you know put a, put more tubing in and and uh, you know had put the Lenko in it as it had an automatic. Uh, you know. Uh, Remodeled the parachute, redid every bit of tin, redid the windows, uh, and then we took it. Uh, another friend of mine, uh, Chuck Esdale, who does phenomenal work and body work in that, and he straightened the body up for us and painted it. And then we had the legend Brando hand uh, hand stripe and hand letter the whole car. So. 
Yeah, I thought it was amazing because that isn't vinyl on the side there. When you no. get up, you don't even have to really get up close to see the hand lettering. Talk about a lost art. Yeah, and that's the way they were uh, back then. I mean, yes, the, some of the decals, the contingency decals are vinyl, but that's how they were. But all the uh, all the name and, like I said, the stripes and all that, that was all hand done and laid out. And, uh, and that was a tough one to do for them. I, you know, both of them were giving me nothing but flack about all the stripes <laughs> where they eat and all this other stuff. But uh, they, they just did a phenomenal job. And it's, it, it, I mean, that car is, I think this is our sixth year, I think, with that car. And it's been, you know, we're not... We go out a lot. I mean, that car gets gets beat up pretty good. So, and it's been from east coast to west coast and south, and you know, I mean, everywhere. So, well, folks are asking exactly what is under the hood now with that car. It's a Ford wedge motor. I mean, Bob would roll over in his grave if I would have put any <laughs> Ford in it. And uh, so it's a, you know a little over 500 cubic inches, and it runs a tunnel ram with two four barrels. Uh, it's got a McLeod clutch. Uh, McLeod, again, one of our sponsors, uh, helped me tremendously. And the original guy that used to work on the same type of clutch with Bob, uh, Fred Taylor, is actually the guy that sets this one up for me, although I understand he's getting, getting ready to retire. So it's, it's set up similar to the way that they had it. I mean, Bob ran a Cleveland motor in it, and, um, which is, you know, uh, for what I'm doing, it's pretty expensive engine to try to maintain and all that. So we just went with more cubic inches and but it is definitely a ford and uh, you know and i'll tell you boy the, I, I hear it all the time people come up hey, i bet it's got a big one chevy and then they see what? the belt they get a big smile on their face so but uh god yeah, wouldn't it amazing. be these, you know these guys out there are a lot more savvy than you think uh, there was you know um and they they know you know they look for the clutch they look for the, the sticks for the lenko and you know they can certainly tell a you know, a big block Chevy from a Ford, that's for sure. I mean, do you get grief whatsoever when you go out and pop the hood or, or put it off to the side so fans can go buy it? Do they check it out every nut and bolt and go, now, wait a minute? I had a couple of a couple of good stories. I've had a couple of guys come up and say, you know, that, that Goodyear sticker was about a quarter of an inch old. <laughs> okay. and, yeah. and then one of the guys that worked with Bob in the beginning, when I had the car at PRI, uh, Oh, I don't know how many, six six years ago, something like that. Yeah. And a guy came up and he said, I'm so-and-so, I used to work with Bob and this and that. He said, this car is nothing like Bob's, you know. And I'm like, really? I, I tried to do a good job. He said, nah, his, he, he, he was a mechanic. He didn't use a fender car. He just worked on that thing and it was scratched. <laughs> just that and the other thing. He said, this car's too pretty. I said, it's the first year, don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's they're they're a, you know it's a, it's a ton of fun. People, I, I mean, you get people that come out of the stands and and say, hey, I remember when you did, you know, when you beat Grumpy Jenkins, you know, and they're like, well, no, that was Bob, um, much taller, much better golfer, and better looking. Thanks for the compliment. I mean, um, Mike, it's cool. Do they do they people confuse you? I mean, do they actually go, hi, Bob, how you doing? Could you sign this? I've, I've had that. I've had guys come up and ask how he's doing and, and things like that. It's, it's amazing. And, uh, uh, you know, because not all of them, I mean, they, they never really maybe got to get up close and all that. I mean, uh, but there's a lot of them that, that, you know, know exactly what it is, you know, when they come out and they, they shake your hand and they say, hey, you know what, thank you so much for doing this. This brings back, you know, the best time of my life. Mm. And, and a lot of the old guys who were racing they'll come up and say yeah I, I raced against that car i used to work for this guy or that guy and, and uh, so it's 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 uh it's an honor really to carry that, that name but be honest with you really uh it, it's I, I take it seriously you know it's a you know a privilege that not too many people get to have you know something we got here something off of the uh hotline at hotline at ckwi at 76.com for those of you who have uh, questions for mike ruth and and one that came in right away and i did we not do this what year body style you got uh so it's a 79 Fairmont yeah. futura and in this particular car uh the fellow that bought it it had a four-cylinder in it and he drove it right to a chassis shop in oklahoma and had him turn it into a race car wow so got steel roof and quarters and honestly the front fenders are the original steel front fenders um there's not a lot of fiberglass available for that thing and uh it, it had a glass front end but it had been hit a few times and it just it was kind of heavy anyway and i thought you know what I, I want this car to look good too 
you know. So we put the steel fenders back on, but it's got working headlights and taillights and marker lights and the whole bit, so. I mean, could you do a sick week with it? One of those hot rod weekend things? No, you can't. I mean, it's you would never be able to run the... I don't think it would last that long. I've done burnout. <laughs> Uh, with a, uh, Mark Mathis and I, who Mark's the one that actually leads the group, and he's got the rear Morrison cars. We did almost a five-minute burndown at the Hot Rod reunion um, last year. Wow. And, man, I thought I was watching the temperature gauge. And, I know, <laughs> and, and, and the cool part was, you know, the announcer, uh, Bob Fry, the guy that originally did all the NHRA announcing, you know, he he's retired but he came in our trailer and he said, uh, hey, I want to talk to you guys about doing this. You know, okay. And uh, we said, all right, we'll do it if you announce. He's like, well, let me see what they say. And so he did, and he played it out. I mean, everybody figured it was a real deal. I shouldn't be saying this because now people are going <laughs> to But it was kind of real because I, there's no way I was going, I was going in. You know, I mean, I, Mark and I have a little rivalry. I mean, we're, we're great friends, and, and uh, you know, I worked for him for a long time and, and, and all that. But, you know, when, it, once, when, it, when the staging lights come on, hey, he may as well be Fidel Castro, you know. <laughs> Okay, you know, but, it's, but you know, it's uh, but the fans love that kind of stuff. They love to see the rivalries, and it was a, you know, Bob Fry played it up perfectly. You know, Ford against Chevy and Glidden against you know uh, Lee Shepard, and you know the whole and our crews all we're all friends. We all played it up really, really good too. And like I tell you, my foot was getting awful sore holding that clutch down. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, could you see? I mean, normally that's where the interior fills with smoke and it's the doors open, windows down, and you still can't see. It was, uh, it wasn't, you know, that, my car, we sealed it up pretty good. I don't have too much trouble from the burnout, but it was, you know, typical bowling green in, in July or June, and it was just so hot, and I'm just, you know, sitting in this thing going, like, it felt like, it felt like we were in there for an hour. But I could actually hear the, the fans yelling and hollering, and the, the starting line guys are just shaking their heads like, look at these two idiots, you know, what are they doing? But uh, the, the crowd loved it, and, uh, you know, so, hey, let's, we're, we're there to entertain, you know, that, that's our job. Um, and we want everybody to have a really good time, and, and when people come up and say, boy, this is the best weekend I've had in a long time, then I feel like I did my job, you know. Well, yeah, you did. I mean, but we're thinking about this five-minute burn down. I mean, are you looking at him going, give up? <laughs> I, you know what, I, um, you know, Mark's a savvy racer, and, and let me tell you, you don't give him anything, because he'll, he'll get you, so I was just looking straight ahead, and I just said, I thought, I'm not going in until I see his light come on, or, you know, <laughs> my, my engine gets over 180, one or the other, and uh, he, he finally, he finally, he got, he went in first, so um, that was good, because I was getting ready to. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, it was not quite five, it was like four, you can see it's on YouTube somewhere, they, they actually were video and like like i say bob fry just did a phenomenal job of hooting it up and and making it be and he kept saying well, whoever goes in is going to be a wuss <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't hear that but we certainly saw the replay and heard it and, and uh so I mean, we've done that a couple times throughout the country it seems like people really like you know they like the dry hops they like the long the, the smoky burnouts and and all that and, and they like that they can come up and interact with us and you know i like people sit in the car take pictures i mean it's a, you know it's it's a car you know um you know the i'm sure that guys like greg anderson and and you know jason line and them would would, would love to have people do that uh, but you know they're they're trying to make a buck here they're trying to get everything perfect so they don't necessarily you know come by after the race is over and talk to them kind of thing where us we're we're more you know much more laid back it's not nearly as dog eat dog you know uh, so uh, that's why we can we can afford to have you know like i get the kids that come in and sit in the car and then you know the dad takes the picture then the mom whispers in your ear oh my husband wants to sit <laughs> sure yeah, that's the original reason why they came over. Can't oh, yeah. Can I have my kids sitting there? And it's like, come on, come on, ask me to go in. Yeah. But it's uh, it's funny. That, you know, you, the, the dads will, will explain to the kids, you know, oh, those are Lenko levers, and this is what, how you do it. And, you know, you pull them, and they just really get, uh, uh, you know, for a while, a car had an automatic in it. And, and uh, boy, I, I saw a lot of disappointed faces. Oh. <laughs> and that was back, 
years back too, and there was a lot of them were like that. Now our group, uh, every one of them has a Lenko, and almost all of them are clutches. We have one or two of the um, Bruno style uh, converter deals, but most of them are all clutches, and and uh, and, that, and that separates us from from some of the others. We there's several groups out there. They all have their own ideas on you know what they think it should be, and we're we're more of the period correct purist. We're not so much worried about setting the world on fire. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing like going fast, but when you have to start altering the car for safety reasons to go fast, now all of a sudden people pull a picture out of their wallet of the car and say, wait a minute, it never had 80-inch wheelie bars. It didn't have a 12-inch extension in the front end, you know. I mean, so then it kind of takes away, in our opinion, you know, it takes away. So that's why we, we try to keep them as exact as I mean, honestly, there's times on the internet when I see pictures and I can't tell if it's Bob's or mine. I got to really take a second look, you know. So, you know, we're even taking a look at that too. It's like, what are the and you came through with, with some of the uh, rules of having a Lenko and stuff, but what are the hard and fast rules of the Midwest Nostalgia Pro Stock Association? You know, we pretty much want the cars to be as period correct as possible. So, a car like mine, a '79, they never had an arrow scoop. So, you know. You know, put a put a square scoop on it. Um, they all obviously, if you're going to run quicker than 850, you have to have NHRA mandate certain you know roll cage bars and uh, funny car cage and things like that. So we had to update them to do that. Um, but that's inside the car, and you really don't even notice it that much. So um, and as the as the uh, cars get newer, like uh, one of our guys, uh, Ted Peters, has a, a Scott Jeffrey on Dodge. Well, in that era, they had the arrow scoop, so he has it on. And uh, Kevin Lawrence is another one, an NHRA Pro Stock driver uh, that decided to do some of this nostalgia stuff. And uh, he's real good friends with Warren, and he got Warren's permission. And they have a uh, a beautiful, just absolutely gorgeous uh, Warren Johnson tribute car, um, and it's got the arrow scoop on it because it's a later model. So, so we cover seventies, eighties, and nineties cars right now. Wow! I mean, how many cars are in there? In the, yeah, all in together, this... I, don't, I could I, maybe about seventeen or eighteen. I don't know. Wow. Every year we get more guys to come out. We typically, depending on you know, we'll tailor the show to fit the track operators, you know, promoters' needs. So if you want four cars, we'll do four. We typically have six to eight cars at an event, um, and uh, you know, sometimes we'll have more, uh, and other times less. But most of the time, I say six is a pretty average uh, six to eight. So, is there any time where everybody comes out? We have a deal that uh, that uh, Mark uh, Pappas came up with. He's he actually at one point had a, a Jenkins car, uh, and he still has. He actually has an original, not a tribute or a remake or anything. He's got the original Grumpy Toy Ten Vega, authenticated and all that. And uh, so he came up with this race. It's the only race that we go no holes barred. It's a race, and um, uh, it's called the Grumpy Cup. And I think this year is going to. be <laughs> Seventh or eighth annual annual Grumpy Cup. Typically, uh, we've had it. Uh, Don Blasco has uh, been the host, where whatever track he's with. Not sure exactly this year where it's going to be, um, but um, it, 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 it attracts you know people from all over the place come. And you know, it started out with just a few cars, and now it's grown into to, to something. And anyone that's won one of those, it's uh, you know it's pretty pretty important. It's a, it's a pretty big thing, and, and uh, I was fortunate enough to get one a couple of years ago. But, um, it, but um, that's about that's one of the only times we ever really go at it head to head for you know fastest car wins kind of thing. That's an amazing thing. I mean, it really is. I'm I'm taking a look at your at I guess the partial uh, 2022 schedule for you folks at the Midwest Nostalgia Pro Stock Association. I see Great Lakes. I don't see anywhere a, else. Yeah, that's a, there, there's another, I guess, issue. Uh, there's another group that runs out of Union Grove, Wisconsin, which is kind of in our area, that uses our name. Uh, uses your in. name? Yeah, it's a long story. That uh, you know, I don't. We're, we're over it. Um, yeah, they just decided to take our name, and so they did. Um, anyway, <laughs> they run a great lakes away. So, um, but we go. You know, we're, we go all over the country. Now, we haven't put our schedule out, but I can tell you we will be at the Hot Rod Reunion this year in Bowling Green. Uh, we will be at the World Series at Cordova. 
We'll probably be at several NHRA national events as we were last year and the year before. Um, we were invited by NHRA to be at the 50th uh, race, the pro stock race um, at Pomona. So we had, uh, I believe, eight cars we, we had out there. And uh, that was really something. I mean, to be out at Pomona, and we ran right behind the pros. I mean, they ran us right behind Top Fuel, which was <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, you know, I lived in California for 15 years, and, you know, to be able to drive a car down that track at the Winter Nationals and then have your name and your car in with the pro program, I mean, what a thrill. I mean, just what a thrill. So. Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's pretty, pretty neat. All right, so now are you guys going to go East Coast? I mean, how far do you travel? We go, uh, there's a race put on. We, there, like I said, there's several of these groups. There's one in the southeast uh, called, uh, it's the Southeast Nostalgia Pro Stocks, headed up by Jeff and Gina Rudisil. And they do, like, they'll do Gainesville and, and the four wide and that for NHRA. And then in, they have a, a race called the Don Carlton Race every year. And uh, it's a memorial to, kind of like our Grumpy Cup, it's a memorial to Don Carlton. And, um, so several of our guys, I was I went there last year and the year before, uh, show up for that event. And he gets, I mean, when you get a couple of these groups together, I mean, one year we had almost 30 cars, I think 29 cars, and 26 of them went down the track. And uh, uh, a guy actually did a whole, there's a three-hour documentary done by him. Um, I can't think of his first name. His name's Amos. And um, he actually did interviewed every driver. And, and this thing's over three hours long. It's pretty neat. Wow. And how much of you was in there? They actually did. Everybody got their fair share. Um, I got a tad more only because he had, uh, I, I, I had a stint for a couple of years where I worked for Joe Lapone Jr. Mm. And, and he followed Joe around for a while and did a bunch of filming for him. And so we were kind of like an alumni deal. And so he kind of gave me a little extra, I think, because of it. But uh but he did a really, really good job. It's it's available. You can find it on YouTube. I think he sells them pretty reasonable. But it's um, everybody, like I said, everybody got their day in the sun, you know, at that deal. And uh, um, so it, it's it'll be going on again this year. I think it's the end of October, um, and they have it usually uh, in. Last year was in Mooresville, uh, North Carolina. It's usually somewhere in that area. So that's where Don Carlton was from, that area. So so we have a we we have another group on the west coast. Uh, that we deal with, headed up by uh, another grumpy guy, uh, Tony Noto, as a Jenkins <laughs> car. And uh, until recently, the late uh, Bill Nevin was involved in that. And so they, um, you know, they do some stuff too. But we're probably, you know, hands down as far as events and, and shows, we 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 do more than anybody in the Midwest for sure. I mean, you know, like this year we've probably got at least a dozen. We had over. 15 races last year and half a dozen static displays, um, you know, like PRI and, and the Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals. It's the largest muscle car show in the country, and uh, we had eight cars at that event. So so we do both. You know, we do car shows and then oh, races. So. Yeah, but still, that's a lot of traveling. I mean, you're, oh, yeah. your season begins when, Mike? Uh, we are going out to, well... Trying to think here, what the first one's going to be. I know we have one in May. Uh, looks like we may be uh, going to. They're going to have a, probably. I, I don't think we're supposed to be announcing this, but what the hell? Um, <laughs> it's just you and me. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just you and 3 million people. Um, uh, they shut down. Um, I think it's called Palm Beach International Raceway, the old Moroso Motorsports Park. And they're having a final race there. And it's going to be a huge deal media-wise and everything. And they invited uh, 40 special um, tribute and, and, and cars. And uh, we got invited to that. So I think we're going to be doing that and it's at the, I think the end of April. But it's Florida, so it'll be warm. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Hopefully dry. Yeah, right. Right. You know, it, it's an amazing thing. If you started out, of all the cars that you... Well, let's go backward, Mike. Your first involvement with drag racing started when? I, I went to the Great Lakes Dragway before I had a driver's license. Um, friend of, you know, friend's 
older brothers and that took took us there and um i don't think i had my driver's license more than a month or two it had an old beater ford falcon that i just went up there and ran 25 seconds or whatever it was <laughs> um, and then you know i, I just uh, i've never stopped i mean i ended up um making it a uh, a business um building race cars and then um decided I really wanted to get back into, you know, I was building all these cars for people and watching them go, and I'm like, man, you know, I kind of like to do this again, you know. But you can't run a full-time business. It's hard to run a full-time business and, and go race at the same time. So, True. Um, so we ended up, I uh, sold this, my business to uh, Heights Hot Rods and, um, you know, started, built a car, and here we go. So. Wow. Okay. And so now that you- you picked this one. Of all the cars you could have picked, why this one with the aquarium back window? Well, you know, when I when I work with Mark, you know, people would come up all the time, the Ford guys, and say, how come you don't have a, a, a Bob Wooden car? You guys don't have any Fords, you know. And I wanted, and then I, Mark had two cars at the time. He had his rare Morrison Camaro, and then he had a Bill Jenkins tribute car. And he, and he said, well, why don't you drive the, the grumpy Camaro and, you know, see what you think. So I drove it for a little over a year. But I really wanted my own. I mean, not, Mark was, I mean, he let me do whatever I want to do to the car. I mean, it was all good. But, you know, it wasn't mine. And I and uh, I kept hearing this in the back of my head about, you know, you guys really need a Ford. You really need a Ford. And I thought, well, I, I didn't want to do a, I, at the time, and this is a while ago, um, we weren't doing too much with the Aero Scoops. They were kind of too new. You know, nostalgia 10 years ago was really into the 70s, so I thought, well, I never really cared for the Pinto. I, mean, I liked it. It was a cool car, but I, I always loved that Fairmont. I thought it was a slick-looking car. Yeah. So I decided to, uh, decided to, you know, see if, you know, Bob would allow me to do that. And and, uh, and then my girlfriend, who's like the most gigantic supporter I have, she found the car somehow. I don't know how. And then we went and looked at it and bought it. And then when you had to do the the tribute version show, the did you have like a picture of it? <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's um, I mean there's so much available for that car, and you know like I said, basically I roughed a lot of the body. The body was in rough shape. I roughed most of it in, and that's about as good as I, I you know, tubing wise, welding, redoing the dash and and the firewall and all that. that that's me. But sitting there with Bondo and Spot Putty, that's not me. So. Like I said, I have a good friend, Chuck Hesdale, that does these. He's just absolute phenomenal detail kind of guy. And I thought, he's the only guy I want to do it. And when I called him up, he was it was just a perfect tie for him, too. And he's like, yeah, I want to do this. So, um, and he just, like I said, he's, he's just absolutely a perfectionist. And uh car came out really nice. So, Well, you know, yeah, if was, you... You know, Brando's lettering, and it's just, you know, what's not to like? Yeah. I mean, but Mike, if you didn't have this car, what would be Plan B? What would be the other car that you would have? If I mean, then I was looking at. I actually tried to buy a, a Monza. Um, that, uh, was a tribute car, but that Jenkins had signed off on, and and that. But I, I couldn't put the deal together, and um, so that's when we you now decided to do the go after the Ford thing. I, honestly, right now, if I. If I quit racing that car, I probably would build... I worked for... When I first got into real NHRA pro stock racing, I worked for Tony Christian. The, the first year he came back, mm-hmm. I worked on his Firebird, and I probably uh, would, would do a, a, a car like that, tribute to, to that car, because, man, it, it, I learned a lot working for him. Um, I mean, it's just about everything, you know, and, and it was a really fun time to... To, to be in that, you know, that's when there were there were characters. I mean, we'd go out and you know party all night long, and it was just a, you know, now it's a business kind of thing. You know, Tony was an independent; he didn't have any major sponsors to deal with. We didn't even have uniforms, you know, black t-shirts and <laughs> and Levi's. That was our uniform. So, um, and how I, many people on the line? Well, we didn't have that many people. <laughs> that was the problem. I mean, everybody was, you know, I mean. Uh, yeah. Main guy in that deal, we had uh, God rest his soul, Eddie Sacconi, a great engine guy uh, who worked with Tony back in the modified days, and Kevin Green was instrumental in that deal. And there was other guys, you know, Bill Lucky redid the whole car. Um, it, 
to, to fit Tony and make it work right. There's a lot of people involved in that deal, but uh, I was fortunate enough to to uh, to work with him on that. And like I said, I learned you know not just the cars, but you know he's he's a he's a sharp guy. He's a he's a he's a starting line game player, and uh, and I was he intimidated a lot of people. You know, even though people we didn't have maybe the power. We'd qualify 14th or 15th, but there was a lot of times we ended up in the semi just because of his driving and his intimidation, whatever you want to call it. So, tremendous amount of respect for that guy. He just, uh, you know, you see his interviews, and, he, and he's kind of like that, but he really isn't. He'd give you the shirt off his back if you ask him for it. So. Wow. Like a very nice intimidator. Just, he just you know, he's just, he's always been there. I, when I was a kid, and he, you know, I see him driving around, I was always, he was always the cool guy, you know, and. When he asked me about coming to work for him, I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me twice. You know what? You're lucky. And it's, uh, we did get it off of another question off the CKWI Radio 76 hotline. And it's, they're absolutely right. You're lucky you went there because the Pinto, from we understand, is a handful to drive. Ever drive one? Pro stock wise? I've never driven a pro stock Pinto. I've drove a couple of super gas. Type, you know, cars that size, Vegas and that. Um, believe me, this Fairmont's no, you know, that was what Bob said. He goes, why on earth would you want to do that car? He said, that's so unaerodynamic. <laughs> you know, he great promise. He said, you know, you got to put a wing on it. And and so I did, you know. And um, it's not, a, it, it's, the, my brother has a, a Ness Firebird. Uh, it's a uh, party time car. And the difference between those two cars is unbelievable. I mean, you can let go, of, let go of the steering wheel with his car and, and, and read the newspaper going down the track. <laughs> and find your driver. I, mean, I, I, I drive that car all the way down the track. But it's a box, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was never meant to be uh, the slick one. You no, know? I don't think the guys at Ford were saying, boy, <laughs> the space shuttles, we better hide this. They might start copying stuff <laughs> You know, Mike, we ask everybody that comes in here, and for somebody with your unique uh, insight for all this, we're waiting to hear this answer. The best year for drag racing was what? Oh, boy. You know, that's a tough one. I know it is. I I grew up reading about it in the 60s when you had, uh, you know, know, when Connie Coletta was the bounty hunter and and Garlitz was ruling and all that. And I kind of lived through when he was still ruling, and I went through the, the Shirley years and all that in Top Fuel. It's a tough one because every every single generation has its, has its uh, you know, great guys. And I, I suppose for me the, the 70s and, and the 80s up to the 90s was really, really good because I was involved in it. You know, I was fortunate enough to – to be involved with one car or another for almost 10 years, you know, from, from Tony, I went, to, um, uh, Joe was looking for a guy and he, he called me and you want to come to work for me? I don't know. Let me see. Let's talk about it. And I was like, is Bill still, you know, Bill Jenkins, is he still building the engines and everything? He goes, yeah, he's a crew chief. You report to him. I'm like, okay. You know, I was like <laughs> on the other end of the phone. I'm like, yes. You know, but I, and I, so when after I worked, I asked him, I said, why? He had a lot of guys to choose from. I mean, I don't understand, you know. He, he said, well, I know you work for Tony Christian. If you can work for a guy like him, you can work for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and then, you know, just was able to do it for a while, and, and I was very fortunate that my business, uh, you know, I could take time off from it and, and be able to do all this. And it, and it definitely helped, you know, being in the chassis business. It certainly helped having your finger, I mean, right on the pulse. I mean, I'm not getting information secondhand. You know, Rare Morrison built our engine. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. So, you know, we I was able to, to you know, kind of be ahead of the curve, let's say, you know, uh, compared to a lot of the other guys out there. So it was very uh, it was very good business-wise for me, too. And it was, a, you know, I, I had to tell you, it was standing on the starting line with 60,000 people in the stands, and, you know, it's it's, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, you know, and as we ask you to do so much about ask questions about there and now. I mean, if you had to change one thing in drag racing now, what would you do? It's um, I, I think they need to uh, to somehow get uh, more younger people involved in the sport. Uh, you know, and I don't know whether that's going to be through a junior dragster program or you know maybe maybe come up with. Uh, you know, 
know, junior funny car. I, I don't know, but you, you look at the stands, you look at the people that are out there, and it, it's dying. Uh, everybody's 60, 70 years old, whatever. I mean, look at the three principles in fuel. All three of them are getting up there, you yeah. know. Um, so that would be, I mean, and I don't profess to have the answer. I, I don't know what, what the answer is, but all I know is that if it continues on this course, it's just going to dwindle and dwindle and dwindle, you know. And, and uh, you know, a lot of it is, but when I was in high school, everybody had some kind of a souped-up car, you know. Um, and, you know, even guys that were the, the, the jocks, let's say, they had class packs and headers on their car, way them jacked up in the back with tires. You know, now <laughs> they don't. And then there's a lot of reasons for it, I guess, you know, the cost of the vehicles and gas. And, you know, with that whole culture, the culture that you and I grew up in is going away you know it's just uh yeah there's a lot of old guys out there you go to these cruise events but they're all you know you don't, you don't see very many 20 year old guys driving around you know with their girlfriends sitting right on top of them I mean, when i was in school that's what everybody did you know yeah there's over here there's always been a um a slant that we lost the generation in the mid 80s because when you went to your dealership what were you excited about yeah you had a 5.0 mustang but then again it was like chrysler was offering you a what a tc3 i mean ford was or chevrolet was offering uh-huh. you a z34 you know 24 i mean would you be excited by any of those sticker cars no and that's where i think they they lost it and they they better hurry they can't get them back yeah, well, I'm amazed that they actually started with, you know, years, you know, however many, 10 years ago when Chrysler came out with the, the Hemi again. And, yeah. you, know, you know, so it's kind of good, but it's sort of, it still is catering to, I don't want to say elite, but it's catering, you know, a, a 19-year-old guy can't go out and buy a, 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 a Hemi Challenger right now. You know, I mean, you know, the average guy, let's say, back in my, and I actually even miss sort of that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 67 this year. And I remember the guys that were a couple years older than me walking into a Chevy dealer, putting 50 bucks down on a 396 Nova and driving out with $110 a month car payment. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was amazing. And um, I kind of missed out on that. By the time I turned 16, you know, they were starting to smog them and, and that, you know. You know, they were they were definitely not what they were. Um, so that, it kind of started there. And I don't know. you it's it's evolution, I guess, and uh, I, I'm happy that you know I, I watched a little bit of the NHRA race this weekend. Seemed like the stands were, were fairly packed, um, but like you said earlier, um, man, the nostalgia stuff is is kind of where it's at. I was hot. talking um, Rob Huckstad, who's the editor of Nostalgia Drag World, last night actually, and he helps uh, sort of put on uh, the um, the funny car chaos. And the first race that they have in Texas coming up, they have 70 cars entered. 70 nostalgia funny cars. Yeah, and real floppers, and the ones that actually did look like the snowman, you know, Mm -hmm. did look like Candies and Hughes, did look like relatively the car that they were representing as opposed to a, a blob in the middle and everybody's the same with the sticker. And, you know, it, we call it the NASCAR mentality. It's, you know, sticker front end, sticker back end, and it's like, oh, that's your car? Cool. You know, I yeah. mean, you take a look at those floppers back in the day, <laughs> you take a look at it and you go, God love you. I mean, our big guy here is uh, Randy Lindemood, Roger Lindemood's son, you know, mm-hmm. and we take a look at all of his Color Me Gone stuff, and he still has one of them. You know, here in Warren, and it, it's like you actually sat in this thing to race. You know, I mean, what what you know was safety back then, and I'm using the bunny years, you know, for yeah. safety. And you go, God love you, and to get seventy cars like that, because I know that Steve Tomosic has his uh, Detroit Tiger funny car. He's mm-hmm. going to be involved with that. Matter of fact, I think he's coming up next week here at the five fifteen. Uh, cool. He did. He was intimidated. He wanted to make sure you went first. Yeah, right. To get the numbers, you know. I've seen, I've seen him. Run. Well, we were at a couple of events where that car was there because he does a lot of Midwest stuff, uh, and uh, that's just absolute. I, 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 I get yelled at my crew, especially Eileen, my girlfriend. Yelled you know, at because like, I'm on the start, you know, because you, you know, because you got a, a you're a, a competitor, you can kind of wander up to the starting line. They don't say a whole lot, and I'm, I'm right there watching those cars, and she's like, you know, we're up next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get the car up there. I'll be <laughs> And that is, he does a heck of a job with that car. I, uh, it's, uh, he really, he, he knows how to put on a show. 
And that car runs hard. Yeah, it does. I mean, he's outstanding. I mean, are you coming up to Michigan anytime soon with your car? I haven't heard of anything. Uh, we did do uh, 131 a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Um, we I know we've got a jam-packed schedule this year. I mean, we've already signed a lot of stuff, and we've got a couple of them right now that are we're trying to work it out because some events fall on the same date as other events. And, um, you know, we hate to, you know, so we're, we're trying to divide and conquer kind of things. Um, but so our, we're, we're going to publish our schedule soon. But at this point, I don't believe we have anything in, uh, in Michigan. But we have several new venues that we're going to do this year, which is, for me, it's always exciting to go to a track that I've never raced at before. Okay, then, but flip that over, Mike. I mean, what is your favorite track to go back to? Well, I mean... Besides all of them. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been to a racetrack yet that I didn't have a good time at. So uh, I'll race. I'll, I will, I, like I told the guy one time, I'll race in the middle of the night anywhere. I enjoy, I'm having fun just driving the car. You know, it's, <laughs> I get the same feeling that when I got my first hot rod in high school, you know, dumping the clutch. I mean, I, I don't need to, you know, I, I wish this thing was like it was when we were in high school. I could make six or seven passes on a Friday night, you know, <laughs> drive it to the malt shop and, and you know, um, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. But um, uh, I, I don't know. Indy has always been a, a cool. I mean, Indy's Indy. How do you not like it? Um, Pomona doing the uh, the deal for NHRA at Pomona. I mean, that was that was very special, and uh, that is a great track. And you know, all the history there. You know, you you think of all the people that went down that track, and you know, it, it's it's just amazing. And then you know, when we were in the staging lanes, we had. Uh, I mean, somebody got John Force. I mean, he comes walking up. He goes, "This is what I'm talking about." This I can't use all the words he uses. Uh, sure, but but I mean, he just was thumbs up, and this is so cool. I you know, and it's like wow, you know, <laughs> this is pretty cool. Um, Great Lakes Dragway is the first track that I ever went to, so it's always going to have a soft spot in my heart. You know, unfortunately, they have their own group that does that, so we haven't been there in a while. But someday we'll we'll you know we're open to it. We'd like to go back and. And, um, you know, they, they, the, the owners have been, uh, Marcel and uh, Randy have always been really good to me. Uh, Marcel and I have been friends for years and years and years. And I have an open invitation to test there anytime I want. I'm 20 minutes away from my house. So there, and it's, it's, it's a really cool track. I mean, it's been there forever. It's got more history than just about any other track. And they really do a good job as far as, you know, they get the best concessions. They have really nice bathrooms. They have showers. It's, <laughs> You know, for a, for a small track, I mean, it, they, they do a good job. But anyway, I'm not on their payroll. So right. <laughs> I was going to say, and it's two for one this Friday. Because, yeah, right. <laughs> so. you know, we did have those things because when we were, you know, listening to Mike Evans and stuff, and they were talking about how back in the day, you know, they would have you, you know, date night Friday night for a test and tune where a guy paid and your date got in for free. Okay, so that would bring in more people. I mean, the nostalgia, folks, and everything that we've seen, especially with the nostalgia nationals up here that T- Steve Tomosic runs at uh, at Milan um, Dragway um, before all this stuff happened. It, it was uh, amazing to see in the seats because we saw the the gray-haired gentlemen bring their grandkids, and everybody got to walk around the pits. And in nostalgia events, and I believe it's kind of what you were describing with your group, it's not that uptight in the pits. Here's the cars, kids. If you want to come up close, you know, we're not going to take out the shotgun and move you away. Exactly, exactly, because we, we you know, we we were the, I was that guy, you know, when I was a kid watching. I remember going to... Uh, to you know, I went to Indy uh, when, when when Tony Rand modified it. I remember, you know, going Mike Jenkins, you know, and, and watching him and Larry Lombardo going, man, you know, this is really something. And and uh, you know, I never forgot that. So we that's most of our guys kind of feel the same way and did the same thing. So we're you know, we have hero cards and and uh, all that. And uh, it, it's it's a thrill for us too. You know, it, it it makes you feel good that you made somebody else feel good. And we appreciate them spending their hard-earned money coming out to because, <laughs> boy, they got a whole lot of other choices, you know. Yeah, but it's, see, it's one of those things where the performer's great, so the audience is into it, so the performer gets more into it, so the audience really thinks this is a hell of a night, and away we go in that circle. And same thing with you guys. Folks are, you know, for fans... We're really, and again, I will speak for all the fans. We love what you guys do. We love that, you know, your car, the Bob Glidden car, 
you know, we'd love more Saxon Martin cars, however, but, <laughs> you know, thank you for, for keeping that part alive so we can explain to folks, this is what drag racing, this was the golden age, and, and I'll say it, it was the golden age of drag racing, you know, when everybody got involved. When you do take a look at some of those things on YouTube, and you see that there's folks not only 10 deep in the stands, but they're parked all the way down the track and further, you know, where did we lose that? Well, there's a couple of reasons why, but the good thing is that you and your car and then the Bob Glidden car and all the folks that you have at the Midwest Nostalgia Post Associations, you know, thanks a lot. Seriously, that's these things are not cheap to operate. And, I mean, it's not like you get 40 miles to the gallon and to go period correct, you know, you could have painted the thing black and put Mike Ruth on the side and, you know, you would have been on your way, but no, you took the hard earn to do everything to make it correct to put in the Lincos and everybody else in your group who are trying to get as close to possible. You know, I love the fact that somebody came up to you and said, you know, that sticker's a quarter inch off. You know, hot damn. You know, that means not only do they remember it, but they that you did a hell of a job, that, you were, that they had to really, really look at it and to do that. So uh, I guess from everybody in drag racing, you know, fandom, thank you, Mike Ruth, and thank you, group, you know, for, for doing what you're doing because you get to bring the whole family out. You get to bring grandpa and the second generation and the third generation, and they can all point and say, oh, I had one like that. Oh, I knew somebody like that. You know, and then the little kids, there's still some pageantry about a drag race car, and when they get the opportunity to sit in your car, in the, in the Bob Glidden car, and, like, put their hands on the steering wheel and, and rock it a little bit. You know, tell me, that's not a memory that that it's going to stay with them, you know, for a couple of Christmases way down the road. Remember that time you took us to the drag strip? Look how small I was, you know. It's, it's a genius thing. You could have gone in any other version of drag racing, and you went to the one that put the most smiles on the faces to, for the most common fan, and so we thank you greatly. Um, coupled with that fact, we we be amiss to say who's your sponsors, so we make sure that they get a mention today. We have, I, I, and I was hoping I could do that. Um, our, our my main guy is John at at Powermaster, Powermaster Performance Products. I mean, they make the best, made in USA, um, the best electrical products that that you can ask for. Uh, and and John is just a gigantic supporter of of our program and and and. And all that, I can't say enough about him. And obviously, McLeod has um, been, you know, fantastic. Paul Lee and and uh, you know Krista have just helped me out tremendously. And uh, we got a new sponsor that we're going to announce here pretty quick. BP Fuels is coming on board uh, to help us out a little bit. So yeah, it's all good. And then all the all the fans. I mean, the guys that spend their hard-earned cash to watch us having fun and showing off. I mean, I, we couldn't do it without you. And 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 people like yourself that actually. You know, work past five o'clock and and <laughs> use all your equipment to let me flap my gums and <laughs> I, it's just uh I, I can't tell you how much fun we're having uh, and I'm sure all the guys in the group will say the same thing. It's a tremendous amount of work. Yes, it's and and it's you know there's a, a ton that goes on. You know, these cars are the same as they were back then, and you watch how much they work worked on them then well we're still working on them now uh, all the time but um it's a labor of love and and uh, i wouldn't have it any other way i feel blessed that i can continue to do this and i hope i can keep doing it yeah i was going to say any thinking about uh saying well we're going to give it a year and then i'm going to find a nice place in florida you know what i i this is all i've ever done some people would say "Ooh, it's kind of sad or whatever <laughs> i mean i don't call, i don't fish I don't throw darts. Um, you know, I don't have a whole lot of hobbies. This is it. My whole life has been involved in performance cars since I was a teenager. Before that, I had was working on hot rod mini bikes. So, and I, you know, I, as long as I can, the good Lord keeps my health, and uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by uh, my crew chief Dave Meyer is just a. This guy does not know the word quit. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we were down, and I just said, you know, that's enough. And he's like, no. We can get this done, and uh, and then first and foremost, uh, my girlfriend is just uh, I, I'm the luckiest guy in the world to have someone that shares my interest and passion. I mean, she's just 
uh, you know, there always. And never, I never have to say, oh, you know, you think I should buy this can? Well, it's going to make the car go faster? Yeah, buy it. <laughs> you know? Well, she got any sisters, says everybody here? Good Lord. I'm a, I'm a lucky guy, and the guys we race with, I mean, they're, they're, they're the best. I mean, everybody is, we get along great, and a lot of camaraderie, a lot of jokes. I could I could go on and on about that some other time when you're when you're really slow and you need another <laughs> you know, some really good stories that we've done that these guys have done in the past. Believe me, they're pranksters, that's for sure. And, uh, um, but you know, but they're serious when uh, you know when when the top bulb gets lit. That, that, that's it. You know, it's every every guy for himself kind of thing. And and then you know once it's over with, you know, then you're out there, um, you know helping the guy get his parachute or talking about the run or whatever. So it's, uh, like I said, I, I feel like I'm like the luckiest guy in the world being able to do this. I never dreamed. Um, the last story, at, at, at the World Final, at the World Series a couple of years ago, Pat Musey was there, the Pat Musey. And somebody got the brainy idea that he should drive one of these older cars. And so Mark graciously lent him the rare Morrison Camaro. So I got to race Pat Musey at the World Series. We were the last two cars now wow. on track. And um, we did a staging duel, and uh, you know, out of all the things, I won that. Everything else, he spanked me bad. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he treated me and he outran me and the whole deal. But I'm, I'm sitting in the staging lanes on the radio, telling my crew, I'm like, if somebody would have told me when I was at the Winter Nationals in '79, watching this car, that I'd be driving it one day, racing Pat Musey, I'd tell them they're out of their mind. And so it's uh, it's been a lot of fun for me too, you know. You know, Mike, has there been one car that you never drove that you wanted to? Probably any car I never drove. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? We um, if it's it doesn't even have to have wheels. It can have a track. I don't care. I'll drive it. I, I you know, Dominic uh, Blasco and I were at at a track, and a guy. These guys had these not the snow snowmobiles, but for dirt or for track racing, whatever snowmobiles. Yeah. I spent most of my adult life in Southern California. Needless to say, there's no snow. And we're sitting there, and the guy that owned it was a bigger guy, you know, and he's like, man, I'm giving up a lot of weight to Don. He goes, you ever ride one of these? I'm like, no. And he said, what do you think? I don't know. Hold my beer. <laughs> one of those deals. And I had a riot. It was, it was fun. I mean, it was a little scary when the thing got three feet in the air, and I'm like, okay, I don't think it's supposed to do this. But but so, and, you know, if it, if, it, if it goes fast, I'll, I don't know. I'll give it a whirl. Why not? I mean, would you drive a funny car? A present-day funny car? Oh, I don't. I would. I doubt it. I, that's that's even you know. I mean, I would have to go through you know some steps. I mean, I wouldn't just hop in. You'd be a fool to do something like that. I don't. <laughs> if I, got, I don't. I don't think I'm quite that brave. You know, it's real easy on the phone or the keyboard. That they actually, <laughs> I'll tell you, I sat in one and and it was cool. And then they lowered the body. And I'll tell you what, boy, it's a whole. It's pretty intimidating. I, I don't know. I, I would have to have a lot of. Uh, I would have to start out with like a breathing Stratton engine and work my way. <laughs> it would be cool, but I doubt I'll ever do it. So, well, Mike, you're a hell of a guy. I mean, normally 99 percent of men would say, "Oh, hell yeah, give me the keys, let's go, let's start this thing up." You know? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I have no fear until they say, "Okay, want to sit on one?" Oh yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be back in about two days. Yeah, I, I drove a guy. We built an A gas supercharged car for a guy once, a, a Willys. And uh, with a blown JT1 motor in it. And, you know, he, he may be driving. He's a bigger guy. So you're driving this thing. You build it, you drive it. And I'll tell you what, I, I took it down, but my foot was shaking so bad on that clutch that, you know, everything <laughs> no one else came to. It took him a long time to get there because I, I was just like, wow, what did I just do? <laughs> I mean, did it did it ever get the Bob Glidden car ever get squirrely on you? Where you oh, kind of went, uh, let's hold on here? Yeah, it, it happens. I mean, it's it, you know sooner or later, and, and it, you're gonna you're gonna run into trouble. It's just part of the deal, and and you're gonna hit some oil or trans fluid, or and the wind's gonna blow, or something's gonna happen. So you just you know, I mean, fortunately, I have never had anything really bad. So um, you know that's good. But you you have to you know you, you they're not toys. You know, and, no. and you have to if you don't respect them, they'll bite you every single time. And uh, Again, I feel really confident. You know, I've had the same crew forever. I mean, it's the same guys. And and so I feel, you know, 100% good every time I get in that car. And, um, you know, that's, that's part of it, too. You have to be confident with your equipment. And, and I suppose you have to be 
confident in your ability and know your like dirty hair. You got to know your limitations. You know, um, I'm not. Uh, there's guys that out drive me all day long. You know, I don't. You know, but uh, they don't own the car I do, so I'm driving it. Yeah, I mean, before we go, best race you ever had? Probably when I won the Grumpy Cup was probably a, a, a fun, the best for me because I shouldn't have. Um, you know, I, I actually was not the faster car, but I took advantage of, of uh, a stumble that uh, one of our good friends, Scott Hoffman, I mean, he was he was a class all day. He was ahead of me all day long, and we got in the final round, and he pulled a big wheelie in the carburetor, so I guess put gas in the motor. It stumbled, and I was able to, to get around him, and it was cool that I that I won that. But I, probably the most fun race with me driving was racing Tapus. Man, uh, that was uh, and and, and uh, another one of our guys, Jungle George Cubis, who's kind of a legend. He raced in the '70s in pro stock. He had a Hemi Arrow, uh, Sox and Martin, killing wow. the kid. And unfortunately, you know, uh, he's fighting some issues right now, so he's, he's he had to sell the car. But um, it was always fun racing him because I remember him back in the day. And, and so yeah, for anybody, I, I, I like I said, I'll. I just love starting the car up and driving it down the track. I'll, I'll, I'll do it in the middle of the night with the lights off and nobody around. <laughs> Your neighbors like you. <laughs> I mean, when you have a crowd behind you, they're all, you know, yelling and screaming and, and all that. And so, yeah, you get a little bit more pumped up, you know. Well, see, Mike, I mean, God bless you, lad, because you are one of the greatest ambassadors of drag racing because your enthusiasm obviously comes through the radio pretty damn well, you know, and... and it, it's exciting to hear you talk about drag racing because it gets other people exciting and then they want to come and then they want to see you and then they want to experience it. You know, where can they reach you, Mike, by the way? Well, we have a Facebook site, um, Midwest Nostalgia Pro Stock Association, um, uh, paying tribute to the legends, I think is how it goes. We do have a website, although we don't, we're not all that active on the website, but um, if you like the Facebook page, then we put stuff up it, not, I don't even say daily anymore. It's almost like hourly. Eileen wow. does a fantastic job, uh, as do a lot of the other guys. We put stuff up all the time. Past this week, a lot of guys are putting stuff up from when we were at Pomona, past races and past things. And um, you know, one of the other cars we have, Bill White, the the Hall Camaro. You probably back in the day saw it. Joe Santmary was a, a Midwest guy that did very very well for being unsponsored. Bill White, who drives it now, used to be a mechanic on that car back then. How cool is that? Wow. And, and he's, he's the oldest. i got to keep him going because if something happens to him, <laughs> I don't want to be that. But, but, but so we have a lot of characters, a lot of, uh, you know, Ted Peters is a, a Division III um, uh, tech inspector for NHRA, and I, I'm not sure if it's 26 or 27 years in the Air Force, uh, retired as a senior master sergeant. I mean, we, we're surrounded by some really cool people. Um, so it's, um, it's fun. We go out and have a good time. And I, I encourage anybody to come out, say hi, say you heard it on the radio. That That's cool. And, and we have hero cards. Be happy to sign one, take pictures, whatever. It's an amazing thing. See, that's why we want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you or your club. Because, I mean, we can hear the enthusiasm for drag racing, you know, through your voice. And we love, love, love having folks like you on with us. And we're so glad you are. Thank you, Mike Ruth. I appreciate you being on with us with the Midwest Nostalgia Pro Stock Association. Go out, see where they're going to be. They're going to be at um, at Great Lakes. No, they're there we're, and we're, everywhere. We're there. That's the other group. Um, we'll be at the Hot Rod Reunion in Bowling Green. That's Kentucky. right, yes. Uh, we'll, our schedule will be posted. I encourage everyone, like the Midwest Nostalgia Pro Stock Association page, we will be publishing our schedule here probably in the next couple of weeks, and it has dates and times and, and the whole thing, and, and you'll be able to follow us along. And, and please stop by and, and, and say hi and say, hey, you heard it on the radio. And Because uh, honestly, John, it's a thrill for me to be on here. I mean, when I look at the guys that you interview, I'm like, why the heck is he calling me? <laughs> because precisely how this hour went with you. That's why. Because we do, and again, as before the phone it's like we we thank you as fans so very much for keeping, you know, the Bob Glidden car alive and everybody else in your group 
alive with with everything that they do because really you could have had and as we said this before you could have had you know the car painted black put mike ruth on the side and you know so had all your fun but that you wanted to like tip the hat to fans and all the generations you know the folks that remember the you know the gray hair and the dad and the and the kid you know it's not possible with somebody with a black camaro because they're thrashing and doing stuff. You're actually going there not only to race, but to show, to be a show person, you know, and that, and to show off what the best part of drag racing was in the best era, we think, was, you know. And so we thank you so very much for keeping that alive and keeping those cars alive and keeping those memories alive and being able to have, you know, grandpa, dad, son, Talk about the time that they went out and saw the Mike Ruth car, the tribute car for Bob Glidden, and they took the picture. And boy, how nice that was and how, you know, enjoyable that was. And for Christmases down the line, they'll be talking about it forever. I know we said that before, but I want to make damn sure that you heard it. So there. Well, it's been a giant thrill. Honestly, it's a thrill for me to to, to be on this and and to spread the word and everything. And it it is an honor and a privilege to represent, uh, you know, to, to kind of hold Bob's legacy together. And, and like I said, the Glidens have been nothing but nice to me and, 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 you know, they're, they're, they're on board a hundred percent. So, which is really, really good too. So it's, um, like I said, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're having fun and, and to be on your show is a thrill. It really is. So. <laughs> we better announce before we go is, uh, your, the hierarchy in your club, vice president, presidents, they are, we don't, well, we have the guys that are really running it. Mark Pappas started the group, and Mark Pappas is our fearless leader. It's a democracy. It's, it's different than a lot of other clubs. Um, you know, we pretty much vote on a lot of stuff. Uh, the other guy that does a lot is, I told you before, Ted Peters. Um, you know, he, he's uh, another guy up there that's, that gets us races. That He's in charge of making sure that all of our cars are correct and safe and per NHRA. So we don't have any issues there, and uh, so you know, basically, it's kind of everybody contributes a little bit there. And uh, but Mark would really you got to give him the credit for starting the group and and, and uh, you know keeping it all going and all that. So and he's and you, you, if you come out to the races, I can introduce you to him. He's, he's you know he's a hockey player, so you got to kind of take that into consideration. He's been hitting ahead a few times, <laughs> but, but no, great guy and, and and really passionate as well. He's a giant car collector. He's got some really cool cars and. Uh, like I said, you got the original original Jenkins Vega. I mean, a real deal car. Wow. wow. Um, so, wow. but all the guys, all the guys are great, and, and um, you know, we all pretty much have a passion for what we're doing, and I think they all feel kind of like the same way that that I do. It's a it's a privilege to be able to do this, and uh, I'm going to do it as long as I can until somebody says, "Okay, that's it, old man, get out of the car." Yeah. Okay. Well, you're 28 now. You got plenty of years ahead of you. Yeah. yeah okay. I'll be doing this other. <laughs> I mean, nineteen-year-old girlfriend, twenty-eight. You still, man, you got a lot of time ahead of you. Yeah. You want to see a nineteen-year-old girl get disappointed? Introduce her to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, if you're anywhere in the Midwest or anywhere these guys are, look them up on their Facebook page. It's under Midwest Nostalgia Postdoc Association. Don't get them confused with the other people. That that it's an unusual way that you would take somebody else's name, but that that's. Um, I guess that's, that's a another story. story. For another day. Yeah, oh, that's, but, but don't anyway, uh, don't know, we're be. Over it. Um, yeah, but please. Yeah, if you if you like our page, mention that you saw it. You know, you listen to uh, the radio, the podcast, and and uh, you know we'll, we'll get you hooked up with all the stuff that comes on all the time. And there's a lot of neat stuff. There's a lot of cool guys in this group that have some really neat stuff that they put out. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of real heroes out there. So um, yeah, you need more Mopar though, doggone you. <laughs> well, we've got a couple of them, and we got you know Ted Peters is the uh, you know the king of the Mopar Nation, and you know so he's out there you know, and then we have a new guy Joe Gouger who has a Reed Wisnat uh, Daytona, really uh, with real real deal Hemi and Alenko, and um, so his car was at uh, PRI as well. He he joined up with us uh, last year, and uh, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous car, and um, you know fast. Uh, so yeah, we, you know, I'm, we need more Fords. What we need, <laughs> I got this giant target on my back. I'm always getting beat up. So yeah, but uh, you know, the brighter the light, the bigger the target. So there you well, go, son. Yeah, so, and Andy, <laughs> Andy said, "What do you think?" I, I said, "Well, I'm a little bit down." He goes, "Well, we got to get after this thing." I'm like, "Okay." 
Amazing. Mike, hang on the right on the line for you for just a minute, won't you please? Uh, Mike Ruth of the Midwest Nostalgia Postdoc Association. Go see him. Obviously, you heard what, what he sounds like, and you hear the enthusiasm that he has for the sport. And that is the one thing that this sport so desperately needs is more ambassadors like Mike Ruth, like his club, the Midwest Nostalgia Postdoc Association, Part A or whatever they are. It's You'll see, if you go on the Facebook page, look for I assume the gentleman named Mike Ruth or or his uh, car, which is the uh, Bob Glidden car. And then you'll know that's the group that we were talking about all day today. Talking about all day today, we got to move it along. However, I know that we get, went a little bit late today on this. Uh, we're talking to all the CKWI Radio 76 affiliates on the line. We ran a little bit late with Mr. Ruth, but that's okay. I know the owner. I'll smooth it with him. <laughs> but we'll make it up on the uh, Detroit Sports Authority that are coming up live at 7 o'clock tonight. If you hate Detroit sports as much as everybody in Detroit does, you'll love the Detroit Sports Authority. It's coming up 7 o'clock live here on the only station that gives a damn about the greatest sport on earth, and that's drag racing, CKIW <laughs> Radio 76 with Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. 